pretty paper, pretty ribbons of blue. Wrap your presents to your darling from you. Pretty pencils, right? I love you. Woo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Willie Nelson kicks it off. <laughs> I have never heard that song in my life. Never. Pretty paper. Never, never. heard it. I oh was like, my I look God, down. What a this deck's not a classic. There's no way oh that's a classic. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, you right th- now that you two th- might two be of the three people trouble. on the Two of the three people on this podcast have never heard the fucking song. It can't be a classic. Listen, Gwen Clark is ready to absolutely murder you two. Uh, oh, wow. This could, this, I could go, like, so many different ways. I was like, how am I going to start this episode? I know. But now, uh, all right. Christmas, 10 days away. Pretty paper. Great song. Put it on the list. Next time you're driving to get gifts, listen to it. It's a good one. Classic. Uh, are you guys ready for Christmas? You guys all gift out? You guys got all your everything planned? I know Kev's probably got his in Excel sheet in March. Yeah, gotta I do. Out. Uh, quick question. Is that song a Christmas song? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, never heard that song in my life. Uh, Christmas, um, I will give uh, the, I'm sure, uh, some of us can agree with this, but my wife does a lion's share of the Christmas shopping in our house. Um, and we don't really buy for each other. We do like some stocking stuff, you know, and whatnot. So we don't really do big stuff, but yeah, uh, I've already got some parts of Christmas done, man. We've already celebrated with, uh, my family last week, so we're in the Christmas. We're in the Christmas zone right now, though. I've had like three Christmas parties already. Wow, uh, love that. some work ones, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, all about Christmas. Go, yeah. are you, are um, you good? When you, when, well, when the thing was when I when you were talking when you asked if it was a Willie Nelson song, when I saw Pretty Papers, I thought he may be talking about something else. But, <laughs> um, point. Uh, yeah, no, we're good, man. We got um, lid. Not only does the lion's share of the gifts for our children, I'm pretty positive she purchased and picked out every single one of them. So um, she did throw a little jab at me and asked me, maybe next year I could um, have some input on what we get the kids. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but no, um, I think I got a few more things that I'm waiting to come in um, for, you know, like, like we don't, Lynn and I really don't buy each other too much either. It's kind of, stocking stuff for things every once in a while we might buy something a little bit bigger but um so there's a few more things waiting to come in but uh yeah gearing up um short week this week took friday off and then i get thursday friday off next nice. week so mm-hmm. and um gotta use that pto gotta use it right we got a gamut of uh things to do so we have um i think we're gonna we're doing christmas here with my my dad and uh, my brother, uh, sister-in-law, and my nephew's on uh, next Friday. So and then Lid's mom's coming up next weekend, and then I think we're gonna go down to Mass the following weekend and do another Christmas. It's just wait, it's it's just crazy, man. It's like with between my family and then like Lid's families, it's like fucking, it's like two weekends worth of stuff we have to do. Yeah, never stops, right? No. 
we used to do that. We used to like do all the traveling, but now like just whoever wants to come here, come here. Same as we do for Thanksgiving. So, um, I, my wife also does like all the shopping, like for all of our friends, for all my friends' kids, uh, for me, for the kids, her brother, like every family. But I, ha- I, I have high expectations that she's not going to listen to this episode. So fuck it. I'm going to be open. Ooh, uh, you're gonna ruin some surprises if she is, does. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, am I blowing? But I well, don't you think... could always wait to do it till next. You could always like spill the beans nah. next week. No one's gonna bring it up to Kim. If you do, you're a Grinch. Like, don't mm. do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but like, is it? I, I love like those remote control cars when I was a kid. Like the like the really fast ones. And like Bo's too young. He's like one, but I still think Dad's gonna get him one. Like I think like a pretty sweet one, um, and so say it's for him, but it could possibly be more for me. Yeah, I was gonna say so. This is actually like more of like a dad gift, gift to yourself in a sense. You'll enjoy it's, it with Bo, but you will be the one that's really like using it. He might like it like a four out of ten, and I'm gonna like it a ten out of ten. <laughs> and that's that's okay. That's that's what giving's all about, you know. Um, you also, um. There's like a few other secrets in there like that I want to do um, that the wife doesn't know about. So I don't think she'll listen anyway, um, but I do think there's a few gifts, um, probably more. Some of them, again, for me. You know, the thing is, is like I always, especially the, the older I've gotten, like I always like getting people stuff, like getting gifts. I absolutely hate getting presents. I like oh, it's literally the worst like, feeling opening them. I it's not even just that it's like it's oh. not even like oh like i don't like the feeling of like opening a gift if i don't have some of an idea what it is from somebody because like if i don't like it i don't like mm-hmm. i don't put on a good poker face mm-hmm. but it's just like one of those things where it's like if i want something during the year i buy it like it's yeah. just the way like i so it's just like there's nothing at the end of the year i'm like oh my god i'm gonna wait i want to tell like my dad or i'm gonna tell like my wife or my in-laws like this is what i want for christmas it's like if i fucking want something in june i'm gonna buy it in june like i'm not waiting six months for it like so it's just like i hate when it's like like uh people are like oh what do you want for christmas i i don't want you to get me anything like that yeah. is legitimately a val- i swear on everything like don't buy me anything and i'll be happy like mm-hmm. honest to god like i just i i don't know i don't i'd hate getting gifts I think now, too, that we have kids, it's, like, easier to be, like, whatever you're going to spend as a budget on me, just if you insist on buying something, just spend it on my kids. Because my kids fucking love opening presents, even though they might open it and just throw it to the side. Just the fact of opening something. Yeah, I'm the same boat. Like, I don't – I could care less if I get anything. I also grew up with all girls, which makes it hard. Like, you have open gifts with girls, they're like, oh. And I'm like. Oh, fucking underwear, socks. Oh, we're Owen. We're Owen socks right now. <laughs> Maybe I, they're just better liars than we are. I don't know. They are. I, I, th- I, oh. I think we know that, Kev. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, yeah, they probably are. Makes it a lot easier for them to be excited about something. I don't. Oh, I, I was thinking more of the faking. Do you ever? Yeah, yeah. No. Do you ever like? <laughs> So say if you go somewhere and like you're opening presents and like they respond that way to socks or something or underwear and then like you get with them privately afterwards and like you ever ask them like, do you really like that? Or are you just like playing it up for the person who gave you the gift? 
I, I will ask. Yeah, no, I'll ask Lynn. Yeah. If and you know what, like one of my tricks, and maybe this is not a trick, maybe this is like a common thing that people do, but if I'm opening a gift and it's like something like clothing wise. As soon as I see his clothes, I rip that motherfucker out and I hold it up in front of my face so people can't see my face. <laughs> so I so I cannot see my like initial reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no. I mean for the most part now, like Lid's mom or like my in-laws, it's like Lid's like this is the stuff that he would want. I'm like, or she's just like buy him something like golf shirts or like do something like that and he'll be like it'd be fine. Cause I'm just like, I don't because she's Liz's uh, stepmother texted us the other day. Well, this was a while ago. She goes, if you guys don't get me your list by whatever, you're getting coal. So I just like didn't text her. I'm like, I'll take coal for Christmas. And she's Seriously. Like, oh, like, Do you think that if you, if the person is opening the gift, if they say what the gift is when they see it, it means they don't like it. Like, oh, oh socks. Oh, oh, oh no. socks. Oh, uh, T-shirt. You don't think so? Because I, I think no. if you open a gift and you really love it, you don't say what it is because you like you love it and you like you don't need to oh. explain what it is. I think it's like for me, if my tell if, if I'm like don't love something, I think I do go. I I kind of laugh. I'm like, ha ha, nice or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody hears this and like if I open a gift around you and I say ha ha, nice, I'm probably not a huge fan of it. Yeah, don't buy it for me next year. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, for the most part, I like if you like going back to like gifts. I'm just like, if you're gonna get me something, get me a gift card, like so that way I can just buy what I want. Yeah. My mom hates that. She's like, I don't want to get just a gift card because I feel like I'm not getting them something. I'm like, just get them a like that's gonna make them so much more happy than something that they don't want. Right. Well, and it's like, especially at like th- at this age, like if I was like. 11 and my parents like oh here's a gift card I'd be like what right. the fuck is this but like now i'm like i just if you're if you insist on purchasing me something give me a gift card so i can go buy what i want like yeah. i just but yeah getting guys ready for the ever, you guys probably i got i got more hold on i uh okay. i got funny stories about my father my mother-in-law uh have you ever had someone get you like the same gift twice by accident yes my mother-in-law so. was known for it. Like, she'd be drinking, she'd order something on Amazon, wrap it. She'd be drinking, order something on Amazon, wrap it. Uh, I think oh, I thought you meant it. like different oh, Christmases. Yeah, no, Christmas? no, 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 no. same, same fucking Christmas, dude. Oh wait, no, four shirts, same. Oh wait, so she wrapped it and forgot she did, put it under the tree, then ordered it again, wrapped wait, it, put it under the tree. Uh, yeah, they were like, a, like it was like a, a KG shirt, a KG shirt. A, Sh- <laughs> a Shaquille O'Neal shirt. Uh, I was probably like in high school. I was like, "What? No, like, did you do this on purpose?" Definitely and she's not just dying laughing. She's like, "I thought I ordered one." No, that's definitely not happening. I thought you meant like she got you it this year, and then next year she got you the same thing. Oh no! Wow, that's that uh, is that's awesome, unbelievable. Yeah. No, I have Lid's Lid's stepmother bought me like a three quarters at like Patriot shirt like one year, and then it was like two years later she bought me another one. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure I have this already. <laughs> same thing. It was pretty much the same thing, but yeah, I think that's the only time that uh, that's happened. But but in the same year is same year is wild. Also, do you guys- when I was in like fifth grade, you know, you, when you were like that age, what is that, ten, twelve? You call up your friends, right? Like, hey, what'd you give for Christmas? Yeah. You go hang out. 
call up my buddy Crackle one time. <laughs> What'd you get for Christmas? Coal. I was like, what? He's like, nah, I got coal. Like, that was it. His mom just gave him coal. And I was like, did you think he was bad? She's like, no, I thought it was funny. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, she didn't like actually have gifts? She just gave everyone in the family. He has probably like 25 cousins, and they come up from Philadelphia for this. <laughs> and they're like, obviously, their house is enormous. And you go in, and it, he got just coal. I'll tell you what I would take right now for for Christmas from Crackle's mom is a bag of those fucking cookies you yeah. in high school. Yeah. He did those things are fire, dude. Yeah. Um, do you guys really do you guys like remember like like your like have a fond memory of like a favorite gift you guys received like when you were kids? Oh boy. Like anything specific you're like, holy shit. Like I think for me, like it was when my, my parents bought my brother and I like a Super Nintendo. I remember that. I was like, holy shit. This is awesome. The graphics are so much better than regular Nintendo. This is going to sound ridiculous, like, because, like, my favorite movie, uh, I don't know, it's Christmas Story, like, probably, like, top three, like, ever of any Christmas, like, any movies, but, like, it's my favorite Christmas movie, but BB Gun also, like, my dad was like, nah, you're too young, and then it was, like, under the chair, Um, so, like, it's an easy guess when you see it wrapped. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it wrapped. Um, and then I went out back and just like shot everything behind the house. <laughs> I possibly could. So nothing's coming to my brain right now. Honestly, probably didn't get anything as a kid. <laughs> Parents are too poor or something. <laughs> I also got like a life-size uh, MJ, like cardboard cutout. Yeah. That thing was fucking awesome. Big fan of that. Yeah. It's got to be, like, I'm at, well, like, the kids are at the age now where, like, well, Max has no idea what's going on. Which, <laughs> also, I can't, I also am flabbergasted that the kid's going to be a year old in two weeks. I just don't even understand where that year went. But, but like, Rye's at the point now where, like, she doesn't like, fully understand it. We'll be like, Rye, like, Santa's coming. And she's like, oh, Santa, cool. And if you don't behave, Santa's not going to bring you any presents. She's like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll behave. And then she's like, basically, like, fuck you guys. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> like, she's, like, not quite. Like, she it gets it a little Next bit. Next year. Not quite at the age, yeah, not quite at the age where she, like, can we can kind of, like, hold it over her head to behave for a little while. Yeah. Next year. Yeah, Buckley, you can definitely, you could definitely use that as ammunition. <laughs> he understands. He understands then Pop now. Pop gives you the middle finger. Yeah, Pop says fuck you. So, and I don't even think that's an age thing. I think that's just Pop's personality. She's just like that's a little, just bit, yeah, a little brat. Like we tried to do the elf on the shelf with Rye. Like we did it for like three or four days, and like we're like, all oh, right, you can't touch him because they'll lose their power. And she's like, or their magic or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna yeah. play with them. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the the uh, Will Ferrell thing. I don't believe you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, you guys good with Christmas? I, we'll we'll be able to talk more about it next week if we have more things to come up. But uh, yeah, I got a feeling no, Christmas I know you, I might know you guys, come back up dude, in this it will. episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know you guys call me a Grinch, but I'm not a Grinch. I like Christmas. It's just I don't like decorating in October for Christmas. Our house is very decorated. I will give my wife. Uh, big kudos on that. Um, she's done a very good job. We don't, we haven't, we don't have anything outside the house. Um, but like the inside of the house, she's done a really good job decorating. So shout nice. out to, shout out to the wife on that. Um, 
Patriots got the big win this week. Um, wasn't pretty. They ran like a hundred fucking screens against Arizona. Um, it's Matt Patricia is about as boring as possible, but they got the win. I don't know how. I don't know how. Like teams just well, beat themselves. I feel like. Oh, I, don't I don't know, know how. how. Kyler getting hurt. Helps. Well, Kyler helps. really got hurt. Obviously helps. Yeah. No, that's you're right. That that obviously does help. He, obviously, uh, the defensive line after that just went ham, and I don't know how many yeah. sacks they had, but it had to have been close to seven. So, yeah, I would say like you know the the offense is just horrendous, and Arizona didn't do themselves any favors the other night, but um. Right now, like the Patriots have, I think they said they was uh, in, was it pass rush? Uh, what is it? Hurry rate or something like that? Yeah. yeah, or whatever it was. They have two of the top 10 guys in Judon and Josh Uche. So yeah. they're obviously getting out. They're able to get after the quarterback um, without having to bring extra guys, which is like, you, you're going to, if you can do that on a regular basis, you're going to have a chance to win games because you can just drop a bunch of guys in the coverage. Um, I admit I didn't watch. I saw it was like 13 to 13 in the third. I fell asleep on the college, woke up, and it was 27-13. And I was like, holy shit, the offense kind of got the head out of their ass. <laughs> then I looked at my phone. I was like, ah, defensive touchdown. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh Uje has become the guy. Um, he's becoming like, like a legit pro bowler on the other end of Judon. So, like, you, you back end two guys, and then you forget they're still missing Barmore, but, like, I mean, they're practicing this week. Is he? I didn't even know that. I I Um, saw uh, Mike Reese tweeted out a picture of him at practice. So, and it was just like the clock's ticking on Barmore get coming off the IR. Huh. For him to come off the IR. But, (laughs) um, just, just some positive notes. I'm not going to be just negative on them, but it does look like, uh, they have to beat the Raiders and you never know what can happen at the end of the year. The teams might bench players like, um, Buffalo What's, might lock up the number one seed, so maybe they sit Josh Allen last week, so Patriots get in. Right. You never know. This uh, Josh Uche guy you're talking about? I was just looking yes. at his stats, dude. So uh, he's only played in eight games this year. Yeah, but he didn't get a sack until five games ago, and he has ten in the season. So he's ten, sa- ten sacks. Ten sacks. Three five the games. other night, right? And yeah. he was all over Josh Allen the week they played Buffalo. What like changed? he was the only guy. What changed here? Dude, he's been unbelievable in preseasons, Kev. And then he just gets hurt, and then he can't get stay healthy. Um, he's not good at setting the edge, or like that's where he struggled, and that's obviously like a huge thing with Bill. But now they're just like unloading him, like yeah. And that was yeah. And like he, uh, when he was at, so was this his second year or was third, he last? Third year, drafted he in twenty twenty. It says so he was yeah he was drafting with Aiden Hutchinson, right? He played with Michigan no. with him. Oh, might have, oh yeah, uh, yeah, he was yeah, the, yeah. He definitely he was played a, there with them, yeah. But it's like I feel like he dominated at Michigan, and then it was just yeah. like, but I feel like the same thing. Like he got he got like a season derailed or whatever, and because of injuries. Um, but yeah, no, he is he's showing out for sure. Yeah. Um, do you guys? It made me think about this because of we're talking about uh, pressure rates and all this other shit and all this analytical stuff from, um. And just in sports in general, and I like how much do you like put stock you put into analytics um, in sports? And the reason I'm asking this is like I saw a tweet today, and then it just like it was from Jerry Thornton. I don't know if you guys, I mean, sure, I'm sure you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. KG. I don't know if you are, but he's like a he was like kind of a P 
beat writer. He works for Barstool, but it's all he really does is cover the Patriots uh, for the most part. But he, has, he tweeted this out today and said, the limits of analytics personified. Matthew Judon, a defensive player of the year candidate who leads the league in sacks and is tied for six in total pressures, is in pro football. He's 26th graded edge player and 23rd highest pressure grade at his position. Like, how does that make sense? You lead the league in sacks and are sixth highest in total pressures, and you're like a bottom, like not even in the top 20 of like graded for analytical. Like, I don't understand that stuff. Hmm. I wonder if it means like, say, if you took a better a player who was higher on that list, swapped him out with Judon, maybe Judon's defensive like teammates allow him to be that good. You know what I mean? The guys around Judon allow Judon to get that pressure. Where if you took a guy that's maybe like tenth in that list, who's on a shittier team, doesn't have those guys around him, he'd be way better than Judon is in that position. Yeah, that's the only I, thing I take. Maybe, I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, how much do you guys like take right. in stock of like this is the like these are the physical stats we can see. Like he leads the league in sacks and he's pressured the quarterback forty-seven times. I mean, I don't know what the number yeah. is, but it's like compared to like oh well, his DVOA percentage on third down is fucking six percent. Like I. I don't, uh, I don't football is by far the least like analytical I think I'd go. Like uh, Michael Anunua, whatever the the right tackle for the Patriots now. I don't even know if he plays right now. Um, is he playing right guard? Um, Jesus, I'm not he's even sure. He was like he's top five ranked guard last year by Pro Football Focus, and it was like, well, he's not even playing for the Pats. Like he was playing half the time because, like, I would see him get beat, but they would be like, oh, it wasn't his fault. And it's like, eh. You don't really know. You don't. You, sometimes you don't right. know like what the what the blocking assignment was. So, I I don't really take analytics that far in football, but baseball it's like all analytics. Yeah, I think baseball is a lot better too because it's obviously there's 150 more games played, so you have a lot more data to back up your what you're saying. You know, football I think is hard. The only thing in football I can see analytics really coming into play is like whether or not to go for it on fourth down. That's about it. Yeah, like situational stuff yeah. I get, but like the actual like statistics for like players, right. I'm just yeah. like, I don't, I don't. I've never really looked at that it. before. I've never even seen that shit before. What are you talking about? Oh. oh, I've never looked at I just He just tweeted it out, and I'm just like, well, how does a guy who leads the league in sacks is top six in pressures rated like yeah. as low as 26 in like a certain like analytic when it comes to rushing the passer? Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me, but. Did you guys. Uh, did you guys see that this past weekend where the Dolphins played the Niners? So they obviously were they in Santa Clara. The the fucking Dolphins had heaters on their sidelines and it was like 50 degrees out. I sure did. Uh, it's going to be a tough That's one this soft. week. That's soft. <laughs> like That's, yeah. I don't care. Like, I understand, like, 50 degrees to have a heater. Like, what are we doing? Let's see. Sunday, Buffalo. It's Buffalo and Sunday. Oh, Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night, night in Buffalo. Oh, so it's like going to be upper 20s and snow. <laughs> Supposed to get like a foot of snow during the game. But wasn't, um, remind me, the Dolphins coach, Mike, is it Mike? McDaniels. Mike? McDaniels. McDaniels. He was walking around with a shirt today that was mocking that. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah. He, dude, he is a fucking character, that guy. He is a character. I don't know if I would like oh, him yeah, as a player. Too. I don't know. Do you think you'd like him to he play said, for him? Like, would you rather play for a guy like Cam, or would you rather play for a non, no-nonsense guy like Belichick? Um, or somewhere no. in between. I just want someone who's going to be honest to me. I think I would like someone like, like oh, Pete Carroll. Like Pete if Carroll. I had to pick one, I think it would be Vrabel. 
Vrabel, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think I mushed the fuck out of the Titans when I talked about how good of a coach Vrabel is. <laughs> I, They've been getting great. dummy he's, since. He's still great. No, I know he is, but they have been getting worse really over the last few weeks. It's been fucking ugly. Yes. Um, oh. here's what's weird is like I, I don't have the standings in front of me, but aren't um aren't they aren't the Dolphins just one game ahead of the Pats? They are yeah. eight and five and seven and six, yeah. Don't you feel like if you talk to Dolphins fans, they're acting like they're ready to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I you would think And if you talk Eagles. to Patriots fans, you act like they're the bottom three. Like that's yeah. the two different standards of football right now, is that New England fans feel like they are the bottom th- three teams of the NFL, and they're still in the playoffs, by the way. And then if you talk to Miami fans, you would think that they are a top three team in the NFL. Yeah. When you're really not that, like teams are starting to figure out this. Like we've They're now seen your like game it. twelve times. Yeah. We've seen your offense. It's really not that good. Like they really struggled against the Chargers this weekend. Tyreek had one play where the cornerback. I don't know if you saw it. He legit fell. He tripped and he got a touchdown, like an eighty yard touchdown. After that, they were garbage. Wasn't Tua like ten of twenty seven? Yeah, he had a really, really rough so game. Yeah. Rough. The, the old yeah. MVP talk for Tua has tanked. Yeah. Tank for Tua again. <laughs> and if if the Chargers weren't such a fucking inept franchise, they Miami would have got the wheels beat off of them by any other. Like, like they do that this weekend against Buffalo. Buffalo will literally oh, yeah. kill them. No doubt. I, no, they I, – I get that. Like, I don't – I'm not on a ton of like social media, like so I don't like Facebook or anything like that. But like, just a little bit I get from like you see from Dolphins fans, they are acting like they're the fucking Eagles. They really the are. The Eagles are like the Chiefs or something. Like they're just like they got candy ass uniforms and they're gonna go. Listen, gonna they could play. lose this weekend and be fourth in the AFC East. Yeah, they um, could lose and be fourth. Wild thing here about the NFL standings right now. 14 teams make playoffs out of the entire Eastern things, AFC and NFC. Seven of those teams are in the playoffs right now. The Jets wow. are the only team not in the playoffs right now that's in the East. And they're that's good. Unreal. It's incredible. But the entire, entire NFC East is in the playoffs. The 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 Lions have to make it. Like that's – if I'm rooting for anyone other than the Pats, for, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Lions guy right now. Like I'm all in on this – was it Dan, Dan Campbell? Would you like to Dan play for Campbell, him? Dan Campbell, baby. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. I, I, I take it back. He's my guy. Yeah. That's why I like him. Yeah. And the thing is, is like with the, with the NFC East, too, right now, I think Washington and the Giants play this weekend. So, yeah. depending on how things fall, I would imagine whoever loses that game is going to have an uphill battle to um, to get in. But um, the, Giants have, and the Giants have been fucking horrible. Lately <laughs> too, but, they are who we thought they are. Yeah. Yeah, they certainly a team are. that overachieved. I mean, they um, got Danny so, Dimes relating them. It's it's just like you yeah. knew it was coming where they were going to yeah. start losing. Yeah. I don't know if I've. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's fucking horrible. You knew like when they were relying on him to run the ball, that was their main source of offense through him. There's like they were they were going down a dark road. Um, I know I mentioned this last week about the Minnesota Vikings and the whole fact that they have a negative point differential. Mm. I also heard they are the third worst team in the NFL in yard differentials. They have been outgained by like 800 yards this year. Unbelievable. Their defense. That's not a playoff. Like that's a, that's a regular season fantasy team. Like you love to have those guys on your fantasy team because they've, 
they can put up points or you love to have guys go against them because it's going to be a shootout. So like you love, you love Minnesota regular season, but that's not a playoff team. No. And I don't know like who are they, um, who would they be matched up with right now? Do we know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it would be the giants because they're the two seeds no. currently. So yeah, yeah, no, it'll most likely be like, I don't know, Giants, Seahawks, lions, one of those three. I mean, the Giants are the, probably the only team of that group I'd be like super confident that they'll beat. Right. The I would I would like Seattle or Detroit against Minnesota again. They just, yeah. But it's just like it's unbelievable to see a team that's like at ten wins just basically just get dominated in every aspect of the game for the most part. And I saw something else that said if you took every single game, and this was when they were like ten and two, I think. You know, this was before the Detroit game. If you took every single game that they had played, uh, if it was a one-score game and reversed the outcome, they'd be one in eleven. Wow. So like they wow. played a, yeah. a ton of close yeah, games close and they've won them. But like if you, it's just they're I don't know. I think they've been lucky to get to ten wins, but like, I agree with Shory. I think this is a team that, depending who they match up with, is they're going to fizzle out in the playoffs. Um, as of right now, the Seattle Seahawks would be drafting in the number two slot as the Denver Broncos are the second worst team in the NFL. And then and what's the, the status? The top five. What's the status on, uh, is Russ out with concussion or not? Dude, he's gotta be his head. I haven't seen Did any you update see on it? him. It like smushed. It was yeah, fucking it, crazy. I think the craziest thing is like his eyes, just like when he's on the ground. He kept saying, I can't, you could read his lips. He was like, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's like, bro, you know, you just got fucking knocked out. Like you're not, you're not okay. You're not a, like, don't no. be that guy. Don't try to act like the tough guy. <clears throat> I, I don't know, dude. I think they're, I think, I think the Broncos are in big trouble. They're going to give up a, a top three pick here. Wouldn't they How? love to use that on a quarterback? <laughs> How ugly is that game at four or five on Sunday? The Broncos with. I don't know who's their backup. Uh, Ripian, right? I got Brett it for Uh, yeah, it is Brett Ripian, yeah. So we have the we have Brett Ripian or Ripian versus Colt McCoy at four o'clock on Sunday. Oh, gross, gross. Um, okay, here's a, here's a hypothetical for you guys, and I think it works for both of you, which is kind of cool. Um, Tom Brady retires. Um, Geno Smith walks because. Seattle has the number two pick. Maybe it becomes number one. Uh, not, won't come number one because obviously Houston sucks. But they have the number two pick. They like um, C.J. Stroud, right? So they let um, Geno Smith walk. And you give him like four years, a hundred million. If you're the, the Bucks, if you're the Bucks or the Patriots. Yeah, I mean he showed he's he's balling dude this year. There's no doubt about that. How he's old is playing Geno like Smith? a top ten quarterback. He's he got is... to be 30 in his low 30s. Yeah, he just turned 32. Yeah, four years. Plays till 36, 100 million. I mean, the Patriots still have Mac Jones in a rookie contract, so it's like really, you could go either way. Um, but I, honestly, I think if you were going to win, you got to, I would rather have Geno. Yeah, I'm not completely sold on that yet. I mean, I, I still think right now, like, yes, I think the Patriots would be way better with Geno this year. But I don't even know that because the, Patricia's such a fucking buffoon That's true. that I don't even know if it matters who's at quarterback. That's true. Like, outside of, like, Mahomes or Allen, I don't think it fucking matters. Like, because this team is, the, the OC is so bad. 
Um, but I need to see from Gino, like he's had a very good season, but I need to see him do it again. Like everybody, you can be, be a flash in a pan one year, like catch lightning in a bottle or whatever. But I just got to see it for more than just like one season. And then I'll be like, all right, yeah, maybe Gino kind of figured it out at 32 years yeah. old, 33 years old or whatever it is. But I think what makes um, it interesting is that like he really is a free agent at the end of the year. And I think that he's going to be, people are going to want you know, him. I think though, with I look at it like this, I feel like Stroud's gonna go one to Houston, and Bryce Young and like, goes two. Either that, or maybe Seattle's comfortable enough for them, and they just load that roster up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. well, no, if they'd be really smart, and they take right? like, they, and they take like, yeah, or they so take Will like Anderson, four, three, or four. like, yeah, or a lineman or somebody like, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. they're seven and six right now with Geno, you know. You might not be that far off of making a run if you no, if you I, continue. They aren't. And if you know, you might just need a few other pieces here or there defensively because I don't think their defense is very good this year. So you you get a guy like Will Anderson or uh, that that trade down and get one of them big defensive tackles from Clemson, Breesy, and uh, there's the other kid from Clemson. I'm drawing a blank on, but I mean Seattle's in a prime position to improve that roster and improve it in a fucking hurry with that pick. Yeah. Because if they trade it, they're going to get a shit ton for it. Because there's going to be some team that's going to trade up and give them a ton of picks for uh, that might want to go up and get uh, a quarterback like Bryce Young or whoever it will be. So, yeah, Seattle is – they're back on the up and up. The shitty part is, do they have another first-round pick? I don't they think they have theirs. their own. Who, the Seahawks? Yeah. I'm not sure. But, I mean, they also got a second-round pick in that deal, too, for next year, too. So, I mean, Seahawks could really be loading wow. that roster up, yeah. Um, Because they made possibly the worst trade in NFL two years ago and then the best trade last year because they gave up three first-round picks for oh, Jamal, for Jamal Adams. Adams, who has been trash and didn't even play this year. Um, but he is just a fucking useless piece of crap, dude, on, on man-to-man coverage. It's so bad. Um, I mean, he's basically a linebacker in a safety body now. Going to have to move to linebacker or something like that. But and then they obviously they do the Russ Wilson trade, which is great. So I don't even know if they have two first-round picks. I think Seattle they do. Does. Yeah, Seattle they do. does, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Also, that's good. So they're, they're over the Jamal. So they'll have four picks in the first two rounds, dude. So, I mean, they can really... Yeah. Yeah. And like we just, you know, you're talking this kind of a similar situation with Seattle in terms of what they can do with the number two pick. Currently, right now, Detroit's going to, Detroit has the Rams pick, which was number four. And Detroit's Unreal. probably, I mean, they're probably not that close, but same thing. They might be another player or two away, trade it back or whatever. And then you look at New Orleans. I mean, you talk about a team that's probably clamoring for to have a shot at a quarterback and they're trading that pick to Philly. Yeah, Philly doesn't need a top five pick. That <laughs> no. seems unfair. Like, what? No. What would do? What deal was that? Dude, they gave the, it. The, it's ridiculous. They gave it up to get um a tackle that the they corner? haven't even played yet. Um, was it's it the, the tackle that kept getting in, no Penning? He kept getting in a fight in the preseason. Um, so they yeah. traded it to get Penning, but they also traded it to get um their good wide receiver this year, Olave. So like that's part of it too. So I, I guess they moved some. They didn't like they moved some picks around, whatever. But um, they got Philly like two or three picks, and Philly made one of them AJ Brown. So yeah, I mean, I just I mean Philly 
uh, certainly doesn't need to have the ammunition to do what they got to do with that. So that's, I don't really like that idea, but so it, looks, scumbag. it looks Pretty like sure. it was just a pick swap for the way they got it. The Saints pick. I oh, think yeah. like two first round picks out of the Saints for it. Did the, oh, did the Saints move up? The Eagles traded them their first round pick last year. So the Eagles didn't take a yeah, first so round pick last up. year. And then it gave the Saints gave them their pick this year. But the Saints also tacked on a second round pick next year. So, Boy, so that Eagles had three Eagles. first round picks. This upcoming year? Um wait, hold on. The That's Eagles had sorry, Eagles had two first round picks. They traded one of the first round picks to New Orleans and then they got back like two first round picks and a second round pick. It was not it was not this year, it was it was two years ago. Yeah. Anyways, I yeah. I I only know this because Crackle and I talked about it like just like a week ago, and he broke it all down for me. I probably could grab the text and like really break it down for you. Um, but a lot of like teams that are good getting like top ten picks for next year because of trades they made in the off season. Right. All right. That's a, that's good for NFL. You guys want to? We're doing a draft today. Um, we're doing a draft. Goal has been itching to do this one. He's been asking yeah, us to do this for so excited. long. He keeps saying, "Guys, guys, come on, we got to do this one." He's like, "I fucking love this topic," and so we're finally gonna cave to him. Yes. Why do you guys fucking act like I'm a goddamn Scrooge? I can't even imagine being around you on Christmas morning, dude. It must be just fucking god miserable, dude. <laughs> fucking oh, fuck. Yeah, right. You get a couple of Bloody Marys in that guy, he's good to go. He is right. good to go. Not going to crumple these up so tight there that I. Uh, Did we say what we're open. doing, though? We're doing. We, uh, yeah, yeah. You can go ahead, Kev. Yeah, we're, uh, ju- we're just doing. We're doing all time Christmas movies. That's it. Yep. That's it. All right. With the first pick. In the Christmas movie draft, Golas, not enough, my guy. His second pick in the draft, me. Andrew, all right. So, Is it me? AG. So, you know, I could do two things with this because Shory already, like, tipped his hand that there is a certain Christmas movie that's his favorite Christmas movie, maybe one of his favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, so I, I heard really, that. I heard that earlier. That's all right. I could Take really it. just kind of like smash his draft, but I won't because of the it's the time of the year. It's a season of giving. I will not take a Christmas story. I will go with one of the all-time classics. Fantastic movie. Watch it all the time when it's this time of year. Home Alone. Yes. The Wet Bandits. Kevin McAllister. Mm-hmm. Absolute fucking dynamite movie. Um, yeah, you just can't go wrong with it. I yeah. love the movie. I think that um, I always say in fantasy football, when you're drafting, you don't win in the first two rounds. Uh, you win in the back, you know, the back end of the draft. And I think there's like six or seven picks that are going to go that we all agree on. And yep. Home Alone's right up there with a home run. Um, with the second pick in the draft, I will take a Christmas story. It's a tradition to me. We put it on every Christmas Eve night, and it just sits there and plays all night. We we open gifts to it. Um, we just turn the volume down, watch it. When we're done opening gifts, we turn up the volume a little bit. But it's to me, it's just tradition. 
Um, is there a more like when you like think of a movie, a more punchable face than the little fucking redhead with the coonskin hat? No. I mean, like every time I see that kid, I'm just like, I want to punch that kid right between yeah. the fucking nose, right between the eyes. What's his name? Is it like what's his name? Skinner or something weird like that? No. I don't oh know. my god! I just watched the new Christmas movie. Christmas I was just gonna movie. say, have it's you guys watched the new good? ones? It does do not happen. wait. Do not waste your time. Oh, is it? Is it it was H- so was bad that I said it almost ruined. The first I think it's one? on Amazon. I can't remember. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. Um, it was almost so bad that I thought it might have ruined the first one, but it it won't. But it sucked. Scott Scott Farkas is the kid's name. Farkas. I never, yes. never would have I mean, fucking got that. And dude. the new one, like, Farkas, no. is the is the yeah, he's a police officer in the new one. Yeah. I mean, that's an um, unbelievable Scott. That's his Scott. name. Yeah, Scott, dude. Scott Farkas. Absurd. Um, I'm gonna go with uh. I'm going to go with Elf, dude. I think Elf is maybe one of Will Ferrell's last good movies, really. Uh, I don't know the time frame on that, but it was fucking fantastic. I loved Elf. How can you not yep. love Elf? Um, yep. Real quick, have you guys seen Spirited? No. That's must-watch. No. That is new this year with Will Ferrell and is fucking awesome. Is it a comedy? Yes. It it's is? also a musical, but it is awesome. Interesting, dude. What's that? What's I, I it like, literally have it written down, not to be on my list, but to discuss it, so... Um, What's it on? Is Farrell. it, like, on Netflix or Amazon or something? Apple TV. Apple TV, yeah. I don't know that for sure. It just sounded cool. I did watch it, though. It's awesome. It's not on Apple TV? I think it is. Oh. Um, this, I mean... But I don't know for sure. I'll, I'm Googling it. Go on to your next one. I was like, basically, what Troy's saying is you guys are on your own figuring yeah. out where to watch <laughs> yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> um... It's Apple not TV. it's not often I feel like where a uh, a sequel can live up to the original do, but I'm going Home Alone 2. I think Home Alone 2 is fantastic. Uh they just they knocked it out of the park with both those movies, I think. Could argue it's you, it's just as good or better. Yeah. 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 It's almost imagine, a, it's almost like it's a continuation of the first one in a way. You know what I mean? Which is which is alarming because it's like your parents left you alone fucking two like two yeah, years in a row basically. Some like, pretty awful parents. How awful are their fucking his parents? Mm-hmm. Also, can really we bad. talk about something real quick about Kevin McAllister's father? What does that motherfucker do? For <laughs> he rich, he rich bitch. Yo, that that dude like that house they have that brick house and then he's like paying for like everybody to go to Paris in the first one. Like what what does this dude do? That bro's got funny money. That's a massive house. <laughs> fucking yeah. throwing shit out there like fun coupons, man. Uh, with my second pick, I'm taking National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, I haven't watched it yet again this year, but I I love it. It's a uh, great one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so funny. Okay. Um. All right, I am. I'm going with. And I don't know. This is a certain version of it. I'm going with the Jim Carrey version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey was—he's just like an absolute machine in that movie. The, like his facial expressions. Apparently, like he didn't use prosthetics at all. Like on those facial expressions, it was all him. So, I'm going with the Jim Carrey version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Classic for my number number two pick. My number three pick. This is a shout out to my wife and my mother-in-law. Lisa, 
easily their favorite Christmas movie. So I'm going to throw them a bone here. And that is White Christmas. Bing Crosby. Yeah. George Clooney's grandmother just singing their dick and tits Um, off while fucking movie. (laughs) Um, By the way, I just want to say, like, I was talking about how there was, like, six picks that you don't, like, you don't win. My, My top six went right in a row. So, like... But yeah, White Christmas is also a great one. I love that movie. Um, my next one, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Santa Claus with Tim Allen. That's a good one, dude. That is a good one. That it's was not, gonna be my next one. Uh, it's not one that I laugh like the whole time, like some other ones, but it is. It's a classic. It's like good. Yeah. Um, Tim Allen does a great job as Santa, so. Some bitch, man. Son of a bitch. Uh, I'm I'm doing it. I think there's a lot of controversy around this one of whether or not it is a Christmas movie, but I'm putting Die Hard in there. Uh, it's, it, people, you look up lists and people include this on it, but then I can I could see the argument of it not being one, but I'm picking it, dude. I'm taking that. Yeah, um, I was gonna say because if it wasn't, um, if we didn't take it, I was gonna ask you guys if you consider it a Christmas movie, but Kev took it, so I don't need to ask a question. Yeah, I do not, but I I get why people do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're at a Christmas party, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> God damn. Um, not sure if you guys have seen this one. Uh, my family loves these movies. There's a really short, but prep and landing. I think they yeah. came out maybe a few years ago. They're only like 25 minutes long. Perfect. So it's a short movie, but they're, they're like really cool movies. But then they're also like really nice at nighttime. If the kids are like, Oh, can we watch a movie real quick? It's like, yeah, let's just throw prep and landing on. It's over in 25 minutes. So. Yep. So what is this? I've I've never heard of them. Basically, prep and landing are like the elves that go out and they get the house ready for Santa to land. So they prep the house oh, so okay. Santa can land on the house. So it's a cool little like story right. of like make sure the yeah. kids are sleeping, make sure that the cookies and milk have no allergies in them, shit like that, you know. All That's right. That's a cool little you. cartoon. What is it on? Is it on like Disney. Netflix or something? Disney. Oh, Disney. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yep. There's three of them now too, so and they're like only like they're all like 20, 25 minutes. So I think like Arthur Christmas is on there too. It's kind of like that as well. I don't think that's a long one. Um, Arthur, okay. Um, my next one, I took a gamble because this one is actually in my top five for me. Um, but I was like, I don't think Kev's gonna pick it, but it is so good. Bad Santa. Not sure if I've ever seen the entire movie. I've oh seen like bits and pieces God. of it, but I don't know if I've ever sat down and like watched the whole thing. It's a must. Like from for we like sit down like as a family, like me, Kim, Jack. Uh, it used to be Gwen's favorite, but we just sit down and we can't stop laughing the whole time. Billy Bob Thornton is a uh, unique individual. Oh, he's the best. He is pretty goddamn funny. Um. I have two more, right? Uh, I'm going to go another old classic cartoon. I'm going Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown is just like a fantastic, well, it's actually Peanuts, right? Peanuts was the cartoon, but 
Uh, yeah, give me Charlie Brown Christmas and that little weird ass tree of theirs. Um, mm-hmm. a last one, I like watch it. We watched it the other day for the fr- I, first time I've seen that movie, and honestly, God, it may be the first time I've seen it ever. Um, and I'm just gonna go with it because it just seems right. I'm gonna take the Polar Express. Um, one thing I will say about that movie, the it is awful. Like in terms of the like how it looks, the video like because it's like like it looks like CGI mixed with like real mm. actors, and it's just that part of it is fucking horrible. But it's, it's meant to movie. be three D when it first came out. It was three D. Yeah, but I don't like it. Doesn't it doesn't to me it, visually it's not appealing. Like the people, it's just weird to me. But it's it's a it's a pretty solid movie. So. I'm gonna round up my top five with Polar Express. Do you remember that movie was called like a uh, was it called like a a scanner darkly or dark dark scanner? I don't know. It was some weird movie where it was like almost like a cartoon that was supposed to make look look really real. And I feel like they tried doing this with this and they didn't. I know what you're saying though. Like if you watch like a Pixar movie, it's like this is a cartoon. I know it's a cartoon. Yeah. But if you watch this movie, you're like. Are they trying to make them look real? You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I it's kind of like confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't if, know what they were trying to get out. Of it me. was like before the technology was good enough to do that. Right. Like, if that was made today, it would be like, yeah, unbelievable. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. If sure, yeah, if it, it came out. Um. No, no, no. I have Polar Express on mine. Um, oh. Have you been to the Polar Express Express in Portland? It's uh, probably no. a must with kids. I've done it. Yep. When, just when Buckley was like little, so Penelope didn't do it, but yeah. I'd probably wait till my kids like four, but we've brought my nephews on it like four or five years in a row. Um, for my last pick, I'm taking It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I have it at number seven on my list, but I waited to use it. It's a classic to me. Probably made in like the 60s. My oh, what, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Wasn't that like the thirties? Oh, I don't know. I think it's like, I think that movie is like super fucking old. Maybe every I'm wrong with that. Angel... But... Like Wait, every and... time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Any of those movies I've never seen, dude. Never no, seen Kev, that's come on. Those are classics. But like, like white Christmas, it's a wonderful life. Miracle on 34th street. I think it is. I've never seen any of those. It's a wonderful life was 1946. I think the Miracle on 34th Street might be the old one you're thinking of, right? No, that's 47. Maybe. That's 47, so White, I was wrong, too, uh, yeah. White Christmas was 54. When I hit, like, age... I didn't I didn't appreciate it as a kid. But when I hit, like, an age 30-ish, not even, I'd say, like, 20, 27, 28 is when I really started appreciating the old ones. I had never seen White Christmas until I got with, uh, with Lynn. White Christmas like, we is wa- good. Every, like... We watch it every year. It's like, long. It is long, and it's kind yeah. of like it's it's on the slower side of things, but it, I I do like it. Yeah. Um, so do you right. think that this is hands down the? Oh, Sean, sure, sure, dude, I'm sorry, I forgot you had another pick, Kev. I'm sorry. Sorry. Jesus, dude. I thought you when Shory said, "Okay, that was my last pick." For some reason, I thought that was the last pick of the whole thing. Well, it probably so should have been, dude, because I got fucking nothing here. Uh, 
as far as hard, I feel like we we watch like certain movies and then we only watch those certain movies. We don't like branch out and watch the 20 movies that Shuri, you know, says he watches during Christmas. So I'm going to I'm going to go a little different in this one. You guys are picking these classic Christmas movie. This one is 100 percent a Christmas movie. And I think it explains the dysfunctions and like the craziness of families. But I'm going the family stone. That's a good movie. Never seen it. Is that with um? Am I thinking That's... of the right one? The girl from the Notebook. Yep, she's in it. She's in it. Yep. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Luke Wilson's in it. Um, yeah. The dad's the dad's a guy from like Coach, the old TV show. I can't remember his name. Yeah. The mom's famous. Oh, I've too. seen this. I've yeah. seen this. Yes, I have. Okay, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um. Something that I had on my list that didn't get called. Have you guys seen Christmas Chronicles? Nope. Nope. Oh, wait. Christmas oh, Chronicles. my God. Christmas Chronicles on Netflix is awesome. I think in 10 years it will be in my top five because of like, like they, like for a Christmas movie to be so good, it has to be like tradition to me. Um, and right now it's just not tradition because it hasn't been out long enough. It came out in 2018, but that is so good. Um, Grinch cartoon. Yeah. I think that one's better than the uh, than the Jim Carrey one. Wow. Uh, Jingle All the Way. I had that one. I love that one. Is that Arnold? That's Arnold, yeah. Uh, Rudolph and Frosty. Rudolph. Yeah, those are classics. The fuck uh, Rudolph like, sucks, dude, stuff. but it's It's just like one you have to watch. What about Four Christmases? Yeah, yeah that one's good, too. That and Fred Claus. Yeah. Those are both good. Like, we Fred watched Claus, those. yeah. Yeah. Christmas That's... Carol. Yep. Yep. Is that the one with Scrooge? Is that the one... No, I think that's, so. Yeah. Yes, that's the one like the cartoon one with Scrooge, right? That's also yeah. three. Because there's one just called Scrooge too, right? Yes, like that's Mary. like the Bill old Mary. fucking one. Yeah. yeah. So when when I was doing research on this, I opened one of the things. There's like top twenty Christmas movies, and one I think it was the original Gremlins movie was nineteen. Get out! Wow. <laughs> wow. Um. I thought you guys, as I was just taking a drink, I thought you guys would appreciate this, that before we started, I um, took scotch tape and put it on the bottom of my straw so it wouldn't rattle when I took drinks. Dude, did, I appreciate that. For, that for the pod. I, appreciate, I appreciate that so much, um, dude. The, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. No, what I was going to ask you, Shory, before I rudely interrupted Kev, which I apologize again for, um, was... Uh, is this the most prepared you've ever been for a uh, starting five? Oh, without a doubt. Like I love Christmas. <laughs> like I love it. Um, yeah, we just watched Home Alone tonight. So good. Can't wait to watch Home Alone two tomorrow. Um, so I was gonna watch, say like, a movie a night. Yeah, we try to watch a movie a night. Sometimes too. Depends. So we both work from home, so we might at lunch get one started. And I've got a question night. for you guys outside Christmas movies. Yes. Okay. I just last night for the first, I watched the very first episode, but have you guys watched The White Lotus? No, Kim has. Kim's watched it all? Uh, I don't know about all, but I do. Did it just come out? I, I First I heard of it. It was her and Jack we talked about it yesterday. I think the second season's out right now. It's on so HBO. I think she's seen season one. Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. Well, I don't, um, I don't have any spoilers for it, so I can't really, you know, but I just was curious. Is it, is it good? Yeah, it's different, dude. It's good, though. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm going to keep watching it after the first episode, if that means anything, you know. 
What's it on? HBO. HBO. Okay. Um, Fagolo, I'm going to do a new segment each week. Um, it's not going to be long, but top five most hated things in New England right now. Um, okay. We're going to start at number five and work our way up. Five you want- is five o'clock tra- traffic in mass. Mm. Have you it's experienced that lately? Not as much lately um, because like when Patriots games are on, they're on Sunday. So um, mm. it's not that bad, but it's you still get it even on a one o'clock game. Like even five o'clock traffic, even on a Sunday is pretty bad. But like obviously Monday through Friday is god awful. And, you know, everybody hates that. Yeah. Yep. And with traffic, everyone coming home for the holidays and back and forth right now. It's top five. Um, number four, Chain Bloom. That's easy. The guy has done I, absolutely. I am very, nothing. I am very intrigued to see what the three spots are ahead of him because yeah, it's. I don't think it's more I, Bloom than it is more than than the ownership. Well, that's to come. That's to come. I think the they just can basically only do what the ownership tells them to do, and you know if they're not going to open the paychecks, the uh, checkbooks, then Bloom can't do much. To, yeah, to an extent though, but I also don't think he's like. As far as the free free agents go, yes, I understand that. But as far as like trades, he hasn't made any deals that have like like mm-hmm. the Betts deal was fucking awful. They didn't and get anything back. If he knew he wasn't gonna be in the ballpark with Xander, then he should have gotten rid of Xander JD. He should have picked up players in the offseason. Right. Uh for those guys. So he he is part of the blame. Um I think there's other guys that would be higher. Number three. Well, yeah. You made the list, so I think you have some inside information on that. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I, he goes, I think there might be some guys. <laughs> Jesus Number Christ. three is Rob Williams meniscus. Um, hate oh, yeah. that fucking thing. It's been a problem for a year. I really wish it would go away. Um, but as New Englanders, we we right now do not like Rob Williams meniscus. You don't even need him. He could he could be he could he could literally retire from basketball and they'd still win the championship this year. Wow, you, he, you're that high. Well, huh? no, no, not unless they play the Warriors because Jason Tatum cannot play a decent game against the Warriors. Never, I dude, I was gonna say it. It was like I literally have it written down. Six on the list would have been Jason Tatum versus the Golden State Warriors, but Holy I couldn't fuck, put dude. my guy on the list because I love him too much. Uh, number two is Matt Patricia. I think we went over that. That's easy. And number one is John fucking Henry, who is the worst owner in all fucking sports with the most money. So it's... that's our top five most hated in New England right now. Mm, I like it, dude. I like it. I love the second. Do you, do you see if you did this next week that those rankings could shift a lot in a week? Yeah, they should shift a lot in a week. Yeah, okay. Like, Rob Williams should be back this week. He's going to play Friday, supposedly. It's a, they were just on a six-game road trip to Celtics. Played great. Uh, they went 4-2, and two, but they were playing without two starters. So, um, yeah. get Rob Williams back, uh, hopefully Friday. So, they say he's ready to go, and they start their home home, stre- home seven and, home games or five home games on Friday. And I could see with, uh, like, baseball is, like, obviously hot stove kind of area, but if the Sox are just quiet the socks kind of like fade out of the news. And so the Henry might fade yep. out too. Yep. And I, I will, I will say one thing too. And like, I don't like, as far as the socks go with bloom and I, I, the Red Sox ownership, I like, I hate them like so much. I, the thing that gets me is like, they've always, they've gone the last few years. They keep they're All they're doing is they're constantly saying, 
oh, we got to raise season ticket prices. We got to raise, you know, the beer prices, all that stuff, because we need to put a competitive team on the field. That's fine if you're spending fucking money, but don't blow smoke up my ass and say you have to raise season ticket prices. You're really going to raise concession concession prices when you're already the most expensive game day experience in right. all of baseball and then go out and like not want to spend any money on anybody. Yep. Like, so I'm works. over there bullshit. Now, as far as Bloom goes, it's still early in the off season. Now there's not a lot of guys left free agency wise that, you know, you know, move the needle at all other than like Rodon and like Dansby. But I, I really have a hard time believing that if they're not going to pay Xander no. what he, that he wants, they're going to pay fucking Dansby Swanson 200 million. But, um, but we'll see what he does. I mean, he's going to, he needs to make somewhat of a decent splash when it comes to on the trade market, if he can. Um, so I could see him moving up or down depending on how the next few, you know, month or so goes, but, um, yeah, one, it's, it's kind of a one thing about spending money. Uh, Steve Cohen does not give a shit about spending oh money. He will God. fucking drop it. Currently, uh, the Yankees right now. Currently, obviously, there's still some people to be signed this offseason. But Yankees projected payroll next year is second at 250, 250 million. The Mets are first at 336 million. Oh my God! They're saying right now that the it luxury is- tax bill for the Mets right oh. now is 76 million dollars that Cohen has to pay on top of that. And the $76 million that he's paying in luxury tax is more than 12 other teams' entire. Like, and he's payroll. trying to sign somebody big right now. Like, who do they just see that he's like the front runner to try to get? It's absurd. Well, they signed Verlander. They signed Nemo. They signed the, no. the pitcher from Japan. They signed. Um, I thought there was somebody else. I don't know. You know what's like crazy too? I feel like with uh, going back to the whole New England thing real quick. There's like obviously four major franchises, and I think Boston could not be happy. I mean, two of them are absolute wagons this year, like just dominating the leagues that they're in, and the other yeah. two people just cannot bitch enough about them. Mm-hmm. And and the Patriots are just like middle of the pack, which they're not even that bad. It's just like I wish they would had a direction, like. Middle of the pack's yeah. not going to win a Super Bowl, which kind of is frustrating, but they're going to be like, oh, we made the playoffs. And it's like, eh. I think the Patriots thing is that you guys were spoiled for 20 years straight, and you just expected to be sure. win Super Bowls all the time. And now they're yep. decent this year, where they've sucked the last few years, and now this year they're decent. And uh, you guys just, like, expect them to have Tom Brady again, you know? Right, and this is it's this is what everybody, every other fan base feels felt like for the last 20 years for the most part. Right, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest i don't like I fucking, it i don't like it it's such a weird like football world you live in Fagola, because you you live 20 years with the patriots just fucking one 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 and then you just have to deal with notre dame on top of the patriots so it's like your uh, heart is full 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 and then your heart gets crushed 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 yeah it wasn't it the patriots being so good definitely like you know lighten the blow there with notre dame just like choking all the time mm, yeah um but you know it, it's gotten to the point with I've been so used to Notre Dame just like breaking my heart every year. At least now, like I, I don't get my hopes up too much because I just know like who will win a championship gonna... next, Patriots or the or or Notre Dame. Ooh. The twelve team playoff might help Notre Dame because now they're just about guaranteed to get in every year. Oh, they'll still crush them. 
I think it's early to tell because I, I just want to see what Freeman continuously does with his recruiting classes. Um, so like right now I'm going to say the Patriots just cause I have more faith in that right now, but like Freeman's going to have probably, he's going to have a top three recruiting class this year. I think next year he might have the number one rated class so far. So we'll see how that goes. But you also like, the thing is, is like you can have big classes, but, um, if you can't develop guys, it doesn't really fucking matter. Mm-hmm. And if they really, I don't care good of your classes. If you don't have a quarterback that's worth a fuck, it doesn't matter either in college. I think I'd pick Notre Dame to win one before the pass. Cause I think. The Pats got a. I don't. I think I don't know if Mac Jones will ever win one. That's what my, where I'm standing. I'm basing this on, and I just don't know how long they're gonna keep going with Mac Jones. I hope you're right. That's my take on like, it. Like I like if somebody said who would you rather, it's Notre Dame. Like yeah. every team that I root for, I've watched win a championship except them. I don't have much confidence in Notre Dame. Don't get me any wrong. Don't get no, me no, wrong no, no, no. I don't. Yeah, no. I. I, I just don't have much confidence in the Pats winning if they have if they're running with Mac Jones. Um, so we're talking college football real quick. <laughs> I saw something today that said it was, there was announcing that a kid from Texas A&M was transferring. It's the 22nd kid from A&M to jump in the transfer portal. It's crazy. That's Brutal. wild when you that's wild when you have like 90 kids on a roster, 100 kids on a roster. Yeah. That I like would, a, a 20% of them's like And I wonder how many that were committed for this upcoming season that decommitted. I wonder if if that's a lot too. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see that number, but because I got to imagine there's a lot decommitting from them seeing all these people leaving. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Since the hold on, sorry, this is absurd. Take a guess. Now wait, there's 300 football teams. Division one football teams. Counting double A, I think, right? Yeah. Take yeah. a guess on how many kids entered the transfer portal portal in 2021. Last year? Yes, last year. Whatever, last year's season. Um, it's drastically different than this yeah, year. Yeah, it's a lot less than this year, right? So I, I don't know. So 300, I'm going to guess like 600. Yeah, I'll say 550. 4,084 entered. That's double from the previous year of 2020. <laughs> Does it have a number so far for this year? I haven't seen I thought it was, I thought it was going to be drastically low because this year was just on another level. That's why I went with what I, I remember like people saying it was like an epidemic for, for college football last year. Um, and I knew it was high. I just had no fucking clue it was that high. That's like uh, 13, well, and they're saying there were, 13 people on every single program. That's crazy. I saw something today too that said like I think Bar it was on like Twitter Barstool somebody wrote an article and it said that there's like Ohio State there's like they're trying to get recruits and like there's like other schools that are paying kids like over a million dollars more than Ohio State. Like it's I agree with the NIL stuff, but it's becoming like I feel like it's just like who at this point it's like whoever's like uh. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There was whoever's richer. alumni have the yeah whoever's alumni have the deepest pockets is just gonna mm. get the best recruits. And college football has a problem too, where the same goddamn teams win every year. Yeah, it, it gets kind of boring in a way where it's just like oh we expect three out of the four teams to always be the same teams in the playoffs. So I'm kind of excited for the 12 team playoff because at least it should uh, yeah. alleviate that. 
I do um, think that the, I do think that the NIL will level that out a bit because of that reason. Because teams, some maybe some colleges like Alumni Network will just be like, yeah, we'll just give these players a ton of fucking money uh, to come. But I also feel like you are also going to run into a situation like the the, the longer this goes on you're not going to see teams like TCU or you're not going to see some of these smaller teams make runs because I just don't think they're going to have their football program. Just not going to have the deep pockets that some, like some of these bigger schools have. And it's just going to be, you know, every year, which it might be that way anyway, but you're going to get five teams from the sec, like fucking three teams from the big 10, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going with that because I think it could change parity, but I also like keep things pretty status quo as well too. Uh, ESPN, I'm reading an article right now. There, three thousand of them will transfer teams. One thousand of them will go unsigned mm. um, and not play again. So, um, yep. just, just just fucking wild though. One thing I saw just earlier, I don't know if there's much truth behind it, but they said that there's been some coaches who have been trying to reach out to Mississippi state to try to get kids to transfer because of Mike Leach dying. Wow. So they were like basically saying like, Oh, your coach is gone now. Do you want to transfer? That seems like a really greasy fucking tactic. <laughs> that's that's shitty. Well, it's that's college football for you though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Which yeah. like that's Yeah. We, let me we touch, but you touch base on that. That's like just an absolute fucking awful thing with Leach. Yeah. Um, happened so fast, dude. No, you, you, like you hear all like the people remembering him and what they talked about. And I, I, if you look at his, like his coaching tree, the guys in college football right now that coached under him or like came up under him, it is wild. Big brains, big fucking like, brains. Son, the TCU's coach, Lincoln Riley, Josh Heupel, uh, Art Bryles, Dave Aranda. Like there is it. The list goes on and on. And uh, it was wild. like, the thing is with like, with with Leach was the guy obviously was just like a hell of a football coach because he went to he never went to a big program when he got there and he made them into like a known program like A&M was I think he won like 88 or 89 games in the 10 years he was there in the in the previous like 20 A&M had won like 105 Mm -hmm. and then it was like in uh when he went to Washington State he won like same thing around like 70 games. I think in the previous, like 25 years, they won less than that or something. It was the guy just like turned these programs around because and he was, like uh, really rev- Texas tech, not A&M. Oh, I'm sorry. Texas yeah. tech. Yeah. Not A&M, but he like, and like they say like you, like any offense you watch in college in the NFL right now is it's there's aspects of it. That's there because of what Leach did in college. It's fucking nuts. Besides mm-hmm. Patricia. Well, right, because he doesn't know what he's doing. And <laughs> I, it's, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, he's, it's too bad. The guy was an absolute fucking character, too. Like, just said, like, just comedic quotes and shit all the time. So, and then his, uh, they said that his, um, his career win percentage was 59.7, like and you need to be at 60% or higher to be eligible to be elected to the Hall of Fame. So, as of right now, the current rules, he can't even be in the Hall of Fame. Cultural That's ball, so. stupid. Wow. Uh, yep. And then I saw, so he did an uh, interview with, uh, I think it was 60 Minutes a few years ago. And they asked him, they said, you know, when you die or you retire from football, when you die, uh, what do you want people to remember you by? And it just in pure, like, leech fashion, he was like, 
what do I care? I'll be dead. That's their problem or something like that. <laughs> the guy is just a fucking character, dude. So absolutely yeah, unfortunate. Awesome. Very sad news for that. But Yeah. Um, one last thing to touch base on. Anyone who knows me knows that I love true crime. Like I listen to a couple of podcasts each week. Have you guys been following this Idaho case of the four kids that were stabbed to death? No. A little bit. I mean, oh, I do read some. I, I haven't, like, I haven't done a deep dive into it, Shory, but I definitely, like, you know, if I'm eating lunch at work, I'll go, like, go to Yahoo and I'll read, like, there's always articles on the front page, so like, yeah. like, I'll read them while I'm eating, but uh, it's pretty wild shit. It's unbelievable. They have nothing. Like, someone went in there and just stabbed four people Although, to death, and there's other roommates I, there, and they have nothing. I thought I thought I read something today. I saw something today that there was a a gas station or a store yeah. or something that's very close to the apartment and they 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 saw a a white sedan or a white car like going by and then leaving shortly after when the murders may have happened. Yeah. So that I think they're starting to look for like a white car. But but yeah, I mean for the last like month and a half, like nothing. Four kids were like somebody walked into a house, stabbed four fucking people to death, and just like left. Yeah, and there was other people in the house, and like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, there was two. So it's three stories high. There was people on the first floor, untouched. Second floor, boyfriend girlfriend stabbed to death. Third floor, two two best friend girls sleeping in the same bed stabbed to death. Um, the girls woke up. Obviously, they went upstairs. They went to go wake up their roommates at noon and walked into like a crazy scene they like panicked and they had obviously like they saw so much blood that they they one girl fainted the other girl ran out the house and they had to like someone else saw them and like had to call the police for them it's and they do have a white car in the area it's a white hyundai um this is what makes it so crazy is like they have nothing um they haven't come out and said that but like from all the true crime i've ever seen is like they have nothing um there's a white Hyundai that was in the area. They have a white Hyundai driving by at 4.30, I mean, at 3.30 in the morning by a gas station. And that's it. They have no license plate. They have nothing. Like, you know how many white Hyundais there are probably in Idaho? Probably like yeah. 10,000. I don't know. So, like, hmm. it's clearly, like, if they skipped over the people, like, it's this is definitely, like, it was a targeted attack then. Not, no. Not an act. Not like a target. Act. Other well, way around. Because the target they would target a specific person would be worse, um, and there would be an enemy, and they have gone through everything to find an enemy, and you you but can't. So how do you but how do you randomly go into a house and decide I'm going to murder four to the six people that are in it? And well, skip they don't, over the first. Two, so the the second they skip level, over the first, it's like on a hill, right? So like the second level has doorways to it inside it too. Oh, so it's so like, they could so just not have gone downstairs, and there was a dog downstairs. So, yeah, that's what makes it incredible, right? Like, it's just fucking nonsense. Like, and the blood is like, if you look at pictures online, there's like blood seeping outside the house. So, like, that's how much blood was there. Like, this person must have been just covered in blood and was able to get out of there and never be seen. And it's like a busy, busy area. It's it's wild to me, though. Like, this time, this in this day and age, I feel like whenever something like that happens, like, they'll eventually they eventually find somebody. I hope so. Because... And, maybe, and, and, may, and maybe there's more like murders like this that happen, like that don't get as much press as this one does and they never find people. But I just feel like the way things are nowadays with like fucking like DNA and all that shit and like so much cell surveillance phones. footage. 
it's, it's just yeah. like because they must be able to like ping cell phones that may have been in the area or general area at that time and like there's that's why they don't think it's a target for Google because they think like they can't find like from my guess is they haven't arrested anyone there's no way like someone would have like someone has to be really good at this like if it was yeah. a target then there would be like a hatred to them um or if it was a target to the house you still like bring a cell phone probably but like it just seems like a professional attack but, like of but that's what i mean though if, like when you say it's like a yeah i don't know you you can't it's who none knows of them were like, really good. raped or none of that hmm. it's wild shit yep i don't know i i know that we're not a true crime podcast but i think it's just like it's really taken over like the the internet by storm if you pay attention like i feel like half the tiktoks i see now maybe that's just like where i'm at but like everyone's trying to guess the killer it's like no they don't have one they haven't fucking arrested anyone there's like a most brutal murderer in like the last 10 years out there um they would arrest him if they thought they had someone good stuff kev you like I mean, I'm usually I usually like read up on that shit, but I just haven't read on that. At, oh, I really get on it! It's so good. It's like it's every day they come up with like a li- like a little bit more yeah. uh, info, and they just won't release very much. But it's like once they get it, the internet takes it by storm and tries to make this person into a killer. They had people at food trucks in the killers. Um, they had the Uber driver. They had the ex-boyfriend. They have had. Uh, it's like no, relax, people. Stop trying to be. Although I will say a lot of times the public solves these like, yeah. So sometimes the more the information they do give, like I'm sure every tip of a white Hyundai is going into fucking the FBI. It's all good. Figured I'd throw it out there. No, like, yeah, I didn't know all the details of it, but. Anything else? one a lot for Christmas. is just one thing I need. I don't care about the present. I mean, every one of these episodes is getting taken out. Oh, yeah. Come after me, baby. Come after me. It'll be like, we'll get like massive numbers on these episodes and have to remove them because Shory just copyrighted music all the thing. <laughs> Bring it, baby. Bring it. I got the best lawyers in the business. All right. All right. Uh, Stay healthy for the holidays. Yep. Peace. (laughs) Thanks, guys.